Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Welcome to the very first episode of the Locked On Clippers podcast. I'm your host, DJ Foster. For today's show, Kevin Durant breaks the NBA. The Clippers decide to get the band back together. And maybe most importantly of all, Banana Boat 2017. Welcome to the Locked On Clippers podcast. So before we start the show, I suppose I should introduce myself. Uh, my name's DJ Foster. I've covered the Clippers for about the last decade. It uh, doesn't seem like it's been 10 years, but apparently it has. I've uh, written for a lot of different places in that time span. Uh, Bleacher Report, Fox Sports, ESPN, Clipper Blog. Uh, but now I'm here with you guys, um, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, started by David Locke, who's the host of the great show Locked On Jazz. Um, so obviously I'm excited to be a part of that. Uh, if you want to be part of this, uh, if you want to advertise on the show, I can pretty much sell anything. I sold Baron Davis being a veteran leader when I worked for the Clippers. I can sell whatever your product is, trust me. Uh, so email me at fosterdj3 at gmail.com. Um, also, if you have questions you want answered on the show, or if you just want to tell me how terrible I am at this, uh, fosterdj3 at gmail.com. Uh, if you're super impressed with the first two minutes of the show and want to leave us a review, uh, please do so. Five stars, two thumbs up, A+, plus, 10 out of 10, would listen again. Whatever you do on iTunes, I don't really know. I'm asking you to review something. Uh, I've never reviewed a single thing in my life. Don't tell anyone that comes on the show about that. Um, but please do that for our show. Got a lot of fun stuff planned for you for the Locked On Clippers podcast. Bunch of familiar names, bunch of guys from the Clipper blog days, uh, cap experts, the whole deal. Um, you guys, we're going to have this Monday through Friday daily podcast. We're going to have a great time with it. Um, so please, I want to make this as interactive as possible. Email me questions. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Fox Sports Foster. Love to hear the feedback from you guys. Love to get you guys involved as much as possible. Um, but for now, let's uh, let's move on to headlines from elsewhere. So the big news of the day, well, yesterday, 4th of July, supposed to be celebrating America, supposed to be enjoying hot dogs, hamburgers, steak, that sort of thing. Kevin Durant ruins it all. Signs a 1 plus 1 deal to go play for the Golden State Warriors. Now, we knew this was a possibility. We knew the Clippers were out of the race once they signed Jamal Crawford, Austin Rivers, uh, locked those guys up back to deals. We knew that was done. What we didn't think was going to happen, the majority of people, when I say we, is that he would sign with Golden State. I think most people assumed he would go back to Oklahoma City. 
maybe on a one-year deal, give it one more chance, enter free agency next year. That was the big hope for the Clippers, anyway. Instead, he signs a two-year deal with Golden State, one plus one, so he'll have a player option on next year, so he could technically become a free agent again. The chances of that happening, though, probably pretty unlikely. Uh, He just joined the best regular season team in NBA history, 73-9, as you all know. And now they add Kevin Durant, one of the best players in NBA history already. Uh, surefire Hall of Famer, transcendent scorer, 6'9", but actually 6'11", can guard, can play multiple positions, can guard multiple people, can spot up, can dribble. You know what Kevin Durant can do. You've seen it. And now he's going to be surrounded by elite talent all over the floor. It's terrifying. Uh, thanks a lot, Obama. It's it's a scary time. If you're a fan of another NBA team, and I'm assuming you're a Clippers fan if you're listening to this, or you just want to bathe in my salty, salty tears, uh, it's it's bad news. It's bad news. And, and there's some people, you know, saying... Oh, when the Lakers got Gary Payton and Carl Malone, they were supposed to be guaranteed to win a title. This is this is a little bit different, guys. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Uh, this again, this is the best team in NBA history, the best regular season team in NBA history, and it's it's Kevin Durant we're talking about. Uh, so that, I mean, that's wild. That's wild. I I can't get over it. I don't know what that team is going to be able to do. Are they going to really push for it and break the 73-9 and record? It feels like those four and anyone else, uh, shoot, they could bring back Joe Barely Cares Carroll uh, at starting center and probably win 70 games, you know, in their sleep. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun to watch, though. There's a lot of people, I think, complaining and, you know, saying they're not going to watch anymore. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to watch. You're going to watch that team. It's going to be fascinating to watch, um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the Clippers match up with them. And we'll kind of get to later on in the show what this means for the Clippers, what Kevin Durant going to Golden State means as opposed to staying in Oklahoma City, how it changes their plans. Um, But for now, let's just all shake our heads and, and get ready to witness something that we've never witnessed before. This is the decision. This is Miami times five, because what... What Durant will have to work with in Golden State, Whew, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be nasty. But let's let's move on from that. Let's talk about what's what else is going on around the league. Oh, by the way, Tim Duncan, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of Yahoo Sports, Woj, as you may know him, owner of Woj Bombs, he's saying Tim Duncan is retiring. It's not set in stone that Duncan's going to retire, uh, but it feels like it. And it totally makes sense when you think about the timing of everything. The Spurs signing Pau Gasol the same day. It felt like a reaction signing. Even though Gasol and Duncan could technically play together, it just it just all adds up. And it, it would be totally typical of Duncan, this guy who's avoided the media, who's stayed out of the limelight, avoided the public eye for so long, to wait to make his retirement decision until one of the biggest free agent moves in the history of the NBA, right? What better way to keep yourself 
out of the, you know, out of the limelight to draw public attention away from you than to do it right after Kevin Durant signs with the Warriors. It's just perfect. It's just total, typical Tim Duncan. Even if we wanted to see him go out on top a couple years back, uh, this is this is almost better. It's almost better to sneak it in on a holiday when everyone's off work, everybody's barbecuing, everybody's talking about somebody else for maybe the greatest power forward. You know, I'm sorry, let's take that back. The greatest power forward the NBA has ever seen to retire under these circumstances. It's it's just makes too much sense. If if you followed Tim Duncan's career, it just makes too much sense. So if this is goodbye, I know Chris Paul isn't going to miss him after all the times the Spurs blocked CP3's path to a championship. I know Clippers fans are probably happy to see another Western Conference team take a step backwards, uh, especially after the offseason they've had. But the NBA is definitely going to miss Tim Duncan. And if this is it, and it looks like this is it, man, what a, what a, what a career. What a career. We probably won't ever see him again <laughs> on TV. Uh, he's not going to be one of those guys that, you know, is immediately on uh, inside of the NBA or one of the studio shows or showing up and doing little sports center things. Like, no, man, I don't know how much we're going to see Tim Duncan until his Hall of Fame speech. And uh, I don't think he would have it any other way. And, and I'm fine with him going out on his own terms, as everyone else should be. Now that I'm all sad and bummed out, I'll start crying over here. Let's get uh let's move on to the Clippers off season. Perfect segue. Sad, crying, bummed out. I really honestly didn't think it was it was that bad. I know a lot of people think the sky is falling, and I understand that it's hard to go from we might get Kevin Durant, you know, we're gonna have a dynasty, it's gonna be CP three and Blake and DeAndre and Durant, we're gonna be unstoppable to uh to be getting excited about value signings like Luke Richard and Bob Mute. <laughs> but you work with what you got. And the Clippers, once they were out on Durant, hands were a little tied. And they wanted to bring back some of their own free agents. And I, I think the price that they got on a lot of these guys is, is actually pretty good. Now, if you've had your head buried in the sand, and you just saw Clippers sign Jamal Crawford, three-year, $42 million deal... You you're probably freaking out. Three years, forty-two million, forty-two million for a bench guy, and it seems crazy. But when you look at the prices elsewhere, and that basically anyone expected to be a rotation player is making ten million dollars a year, at the least, then okay, you. It's not bad. It's not bad. And this is from someone who was definitely in the Jamal Crawford is a luxury the Clippers can't afford camp for a long time. A long, long time. It's very anti-Jamal. I thought his lack of defense hurt the team. I thought that he was credited a little bit too much for his scoring because it wasn't terribly efficient. But I think... Especially in the last year or so, he's worked to become a better defender, even though he's still not a good one. I think he tries a lot harder than he used to, which counts for something. And I think even though 
he's not necessarily an efficient scorer. He's a shot creator for a team that desperately needs one, given the, how their bench is, is made up. He's a shot creator, and I don't think we necessarily have a good way to to really evaluate that at this point. I think we have numbers for just about everything in basketball now, except for shot creation and defense. And I think Jamal does a really good job of when the play breaks down and there's nothing there and there's seven seconds on the clock, the shot clock's going down, he can get a reasonably good look for himself. And that's that's valuable. That's valuable. And so I've sort of come around on Jamal a little bit. So the three-year, $42 million thing didn't really bother me all that much, to be honest with you, which probably surprised some people who, who know me and have heard me rail on Jamal, you know, time after time. This wasn't a terrible deal. The signing of Austin Rivers, I'm kind of in the same camp. I think if he had a last name that wasn't Rivers, if he was like Austin Johnson, we'd be pretty excited about it. Three years, $35 million. Again, not necessarily breaking the bank and with the new salary cap, with everything booming and trending upwards. Not breaking the bank. And you're getting a guy who has shown improvement the last few years. Steady improvement. Maybe not huge leaps and bounds. But there are flashes, and they're coming more frequently, of Austin looking like a real legitimate NBA player. And I get that it's fun to make fun of him, and I am definitely not uh, immune from that. <laughs> I've I've had my my Austin jokes for sure, and it's fun to make fun of the coach's kid, and I get that. But three years, thirty five isn't terrible. It's not that bad. And if he keeps improving, and we've seen that improvement, and I think. The eye game in the playoffs definitely helped him earn a couple extra million for how he performed in that game against Portland. Um, I think if he keeps trending the way that he is, he's going to be a solid rotation player. And again, if you're getting $10 million per for a rotation player in this new free agency climate, it's a pretty good deal. It's hard to get over the sticker shock, man. I know it. But it's not bad. Now... If you look at Austin and Jamal together, obviously both backing up Chris Paul and J.J. Redick. Is it worth it to spend that much on your second unit backcourt? It's a good question. Um, especially with the big hole at small forward that was partially signed by that was partially filled, excuse me, by Luke Richard and Bob Mute coming back for the biannual exception for two years, which was a great value signing. He'll help defensively, but the Clippers still need a small forward. There's there's no getting around it. I understand that they didn't have cap room, that they wanted to keep some of their old guys, they wanted to keep the chemistry together, that... They don't feel that they're that far away from an NBA championship, a little injury luck, a couple things break their way, they're in the finals. I get all that. I just don't know how you can go for so many years 
having the same exact problem and never really fully addressing it. Wesley Johnson was re-signed along with Emba Amute, and they may be satisfied using those two in that spot. You could do worse, but I don't think many other playoff teams are doing worse, and that's the problem. But that kind of leads me to my next point. So the Clippers haven't had a small forward in forever. They drafted Bryce Johnson and traded for Diamond Stone and a French point guard, who will be known as French point guard until he plays in the NBA. So they didn't really address the small forward situation. So you look at the roster and you say, wow, that's that's a big hole. I sure hope they can fill it. And you look at the free agents that are out there, and I'm going to tweet about James Johnson till the end of time and how I want him to be a Clipper so badly. But I think the Clippers themselves have their eye on someone else. And his name is LeBron James. And this is not a hot take. This is a moderate take, I feel. A lukewarm take. That the Clippers have always kind of flirted with the idea that LeBron will eventually come to Los Angeles. And I don't want to come off as the the cocky Los Angeles, you know, the, the, the Laker guy that says every free agent wants to come here to Los Angeles. It's only natural. But I am going to kind of be that guy. <laughs> I don't know if LeBron's going to finish his career in Cleveland. He won the title. He Mission accomplished. If he can't build the team that he wants to build there, maybe he looks elsewhere. And maybe he decides he wants to go play with his friends again. Uh, it's not... It's not totally out of the realm of possibility. And if they are going to meet up somewhere, the Clippers are in perfect position, right? Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both can opt out of their contracts and become free agents next offseason, which would allow them to sign another big piece and kind of split up the pot a little bit. And this is kind of how Team Banana Boat can come into play. Now, can Blake Griffin be allowed on the banana boat? I don't know, and I wouldn't trade Blake Griffin for Carmelo Anthony like people always seem to suggest just because Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony are friends. I feel like that's a bad way of doing business, just to acquire friends and not realize that Blake is going to have a much better next five years than Carmelo could even dream of. But aside from that, Dwayne Wade is looking at taking a one-plus-one deal like Kevin Durant just took, which would allow him to become a free agent. LeBron is technically a free agent now, but all signs are pointing to him signing a one-year, another one-plus-one, and opting out and becoming a free agent again. With lots of cap space and some creativity, maybe... LeBron and Wade decide they want to play together. Maybe they decide they want to play with Chris Paul. Maybe Los Angeles becomes the destination. Now, I don't know who goes between Blake and DeAndre. One of them almost certainly has to, depending on how much of a pay cut everyone wants to take. 
but it's 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 in the realm of possibility. Now, I'm not suggesting that the Clippers aren't getting a small forward because they're leaving a giant small forward sized gap for LeBron. Um, but it it does it does seem to work out that way a little bit. Maybe I'm crazy. I might be a little crazy. Maybe I just need something to hope for. We all need a little hope. And I'm I'm looking at LeBron's free agency next year. And maybe he does. Maybe he does. Los, it's Los Angeles, man. It's Los Angeles. I know he loves Cleveland. And I know he's acted in movies and talked about how great Cleveland is and why don't people like Cleveland. And it's a funny joke and everybody laughs. Um, winter sucks. You don't know suffering until it's July and it's 20 degrees and snowing. I don't know if that's a real thing in Cleveland. It happened in Spokane once. I lived in Spokane for four years and pretended to attend Gonzaga University. And uh, just snow on the ground at times where there there shouldn't be snow. It's just not, it's just not a thing that should happen. So I don't know. I could see LeBron... Maybe it's Miami, maybe it's LA, I could maybe it's New York, who knows. I could see him going somewhere else to finish his career. Why not? Why not LA? Why not LA? That's what you have to hope for now though, right? The days of having two stars and being able to be a championship contender, I think, are done. I think they're done. I think they've been done for a while, but now I think they're really done. Um, because who's going to who's gonna beat Golden State? I, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin could enter the postseason perfectly healthy for once and play just insane, the best playoff basketball they've played. And I just, I just don't see how it's good enough. You have to get so lucky with so many injuries to Golden State now to even have a chance. And that's that's not even mentioning you might have to get through San Antonio first. So it's it, the the two star days are over. So I think what you have to hope for now is okay. Yeah, we're in the title picture, and that means something. But how do we set ourselves up to get that next star? For the Clippers, it's never going to be through the draft. I. I just don't see him hitting big on a Draymond Green in the draft. A, because I don't think they draft terribly well. More importantly, B, because I don't think Doc Rivers is terribly interested in playing young players. So it's a challenge. It's a challenge. So I think that the next, the next way for the Clippers to take the leap is to get that star in free agency. And, and who better to target than... LeBron I think you need him I think if you don't have LeBron or you're not Golden State you're gonna have a really hard time making the finals so I guess my advice to Doc Rivers who I'm sure will be a loyal listener in due time uh, (laughs) my advice to him would be to stop trading draft picks for temporary fixes um the Jeff Green trade is a perfect example of that. Even if it's a lowly valued draft pick down the line, even if it ends up being the 28th, 29th pick, teams value those first rounders. 
and those are important assets to use. Um, using it on a couple months of Jeff Green, who just signed a, a contract uh, with the Magic for $15 million a year. I don't know that that's the best use of your assets. Why not, why not stockpile those? And see when it when it comes time to get a star, then you can offer something, or you can use that that cheap labor right to fill holes. So you can go stars and and you know you can go the studs and duds route, where you can get three or four highly priced stars and fill out the rest of your roster with controllable rookie guys who you'll be able to keep because you'll have their bird rights and you'll be able to sign them to rookie deals and all these things. The the Jeff Greens, those trades just don't work. They don't make sense. You have you have to think big now, I think. And that's that's the one thing that I want people who listen to this to take away from. The the Durant signing has changed the landscape already in ways that we can see now and ways that we can't see quite yet. But I think the big thing you need to do now is you, you, you can't you can't get lost in the trees and not see the forest. I know that's not the saying. That's like, uh, it's like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, not going to fool me again. Um, <laughs> but you got to see the big picture, right, is basically what I'm, what I'm trying and failing to say. You have to see the big picture now. And if you're not making plays for these big stars, and if you're not setting yourself up like Golden State did, yes, they got fortunate they were able to sign Steph Curry because everyone thought his ankles were made out of paper mache. Yeah, they got lucky with Draymond in the second round. Yeah, a lot of stuff broke their way, but they didn't push in all their chips unnecessarily. They didn't waste cap space and leave themselves unavailable to a deal like this. They created this for themselves. Do I think the Clippers can do that? Well, yeah, but they got to stop making these temporary short-sighted moves that don't help the long-term vision. When you're in L.A. and when you have big stars, you need to do everything you can to be a landing ground for these kind of guys. I think they were close on Durant. And I think they were a lot closer than people assume. I think the money probably might have had something to do with it. And I think to take the leap going forward, you need to be the destination. It's not going to be Golden State now. So now you're in an arms race with everyone else to line yourself up to be the number one free agent destination. Miami's probably not in position to do it anymore. Boston will still be in the picture. But the Clippers have a legitimate shot. If they can convince Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both to stay to be that next banana boat dock. Right, Doc? Do you hear me, Doc? Don't trade for someone who tore up the Eastern Conference in 2006. Be patient. Clear cap. Keep your assets. And when the time is right, push all the chips to the middle of the table. 
All right, let's wrap up this first episode of the Locked On Clippers podcast. Winner of the weekend. How about Seattle? Do you feel good for Seattle? I don't know if I feel good for Seattle, but I am enjoying the whole city just kind of taking this shonen fruit and just uh, soaking it in. Um, it's a little beautiful. Clay Bennett stole stole the Sonics from Seattle. He said he made a good faith effort. There was no effort to keep the team in Seattle. And so, so many Sonics fans, so many residents of Seattle have just been hoping for terrible, awful things to happen to Oklahoma City. And Kevin Durant leaving is just about as bad as it could get for that team. (laughs) Maybe Russell Westbrook's next. Who knows? Um, But Seattle, enjoy this. I know you've had internet wars with people from Oklahoma City for quite some time now. This is your moment. Enjoy it. Loser of the weekend, Jersey Burners. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with with people that burn jerseys. I, for one, like the strategy of going duct tape. So you use a little duct tape to change the number. Maybe you turn that 35 into a 25. I don't know. You got to get creative. You put the duct tape over the name, get the marker going. Uh, you got yourself a jersey. You know, you spent a lot of money on that. You got to keep it going. Who knows? You may sign... Uh, You may sign, like, who's out there? Uh, James Johnson. Maybe James Johnson wants to be number 35. You got a brand new James Johnson jersey. Congratulations. Uh, Burning. Just jersey burners, you lose. Uh, Thanks, thanks everyone, for listening uh, to our first podcast. Again, if you have questions uh, that you want answered on the show, don't make me make them up, um, because I I will do that. I'm not above that. Um, Email me, fosterdj3 at gmail.com or hit me up on twitter at fox sports foster make sure you check out all the other great podcasts on the locked on podcast network uh and we'll be back here tomorrow again monday through friday every day you're gonna have to deal with me so uh subscribe on itunes so it just pops up nice and fresh in your little your little feed there and uh, make sure you rate us and review us too all right thanks for your time again this is your host dj foster Thanks for listening to the very first episode of the Locked On Clippers podcast. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.